What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Hello, hello, hello. Live and on tape from lovely Whitehall Drive here in the beautiful city of Kinston, North Carolina. It is Tuesday, February the 14th. That's right, guys. It's Valentine's Day in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 801 of the Brian Hank Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game because we've got another great show for you today, guys. Joining us in less than 20 minutes, by golly, he's our expert on everything NBA and hoops related. He's the uh, news director of the Carteret County News Times and CarolinaCoastOnline.com. He's our good friend, Richard Clark. Man, we've got a lot to talk to him about. Kyrie's now been in Dallas for a week. Uh, We get to see some of the results of all those trades that took place uh, at the trade deadline late last week. You know, if you remember, we had Richard on on Friday because we couldn't let the trade deadline go by on Thursday and not have him here with us to 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 break down some of those but now we've had a weekend uh to see how these new players are in their new places and uh and two of our or two of the big players uh right here uh in our own backyard neither one of them were traded but i mean just the impact of those trades one of them kevin durant obviously to phoenix uh, phoenix in the western conference with uh brandon and uh, new orleans and reggie in dallas and then of course kyrie irving going to dallas Already making some immediate impacts. Not that it helped last night, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, can't wait to have Richard on. Man, we message more. Richard Clark and I message more than anybody else. I mean, uh, nothing personal to uh, my boo, my Valentine's boo. Uh, Linda, happy Valentine's Day, by the way, sweet girl. But uh, I got to tell you, I think Richard and I message more. Man, I like last night, I went to bed uh, relatively early. I watched... Uh, all of the uh, Carolina game, more on that later, and uh, then made it to bed, and I wake up, and I've got text messages and and uh, and Twitter uh, mentions uh, from Rich because he just he's a, he's just a fiend when it comes to the NBA. So uh, very excited to talk to him about All Star Game is coming up uh, this weekend. Uh, not only do we have Daytona coming up, you know, you heard uh, Paul Whittington talk a little bit about that yesterday. But uh, the NBA All-Star Game also coming up uh, this weekend, too. So a great, great sports weekend. But we'll have Richard Clark on, like I said, in about 15 minutes or so from right now to uh, talk about all that. Can't wait to uh, get caught up with my friend. But also joining us here uh, in our first hour, and he's going to be popping in here sometime in the second half of our first hour. The second half of our first hour. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Is uh, the WRNS sales executive to the stars, Jason Bryant. He's going to be staying with us uh, not only here in the first hour with Richard, but into our second hour, too, all the way up until the birthday game in the second hour. But he's not just coming in to add class to the joint, which he will, as he always does. 
But uh, he's got a big event coming up, too, uh, that WRNS is always involved in. It's, it's sort of his baby. I mean, he's got his hands in so many different things, Jason does. But uh, this event, uh, the St. Jude Golf event that's coming up and uh, later on, uh, I don't think it's this month. I think it's uh, it's next month. I, as you can tell, I don't have the details for it because uh, we've not talked about it yet here on the show. But uh, he's going to be uh, joining us. Like I said here, now he'll probably be joining us about – uh, 35 minutes or so. And like I said, he'll stay with us till the end of the show then. So excited to have my friend Jason Bryan in here. And then it's Tuesday. You know what that means. Tuesdays with Trez featuring UNC sophomore forward and former Kenston star Don Trez Styles. As always, uh, Tuesdays with Trez brought to you by uh, Joe Hargett and King's Restaurant. Really do appreciate uh, King's Restaurant for uh, bringing you every uh, Tuesday here on the Brian Hanks Show, Tuesdays with Trez. Uh, we'll catch up with Trez uh, on last night's home loss to Miami. Uh, they have got they had a big home win over the weekend against Clemson, and Trez played six big minutes in that. And uh, then there were uh, Mr. Clemens, if you're listening, we're going to talk a little Carolina versus State at NC State. Uh, that game will be on, I believe that game is on Sunday, if I'm correct. And uh, help me out on that uh, there, Mr. Clemens, if you're listening. I'm pretty sure it's on Sunday because it's the same time. Yeah, it is. It's Sunday because it's the same time as the Daytona 500. So we're going to be at uh, Paul Whittington's uh, massive man cave and uh, watching Daytona 500 on one TV, Carolina versus State on another TV, and I know he'll have something great going on on the, on the third TV too. I think uh, the NBA All-Star game is not until that night, so we won't be watching that. But, uh, man, a uh, great weekend of sports coming up. Hell, a great week of sports coming up. So there you go. Uh, there are your guests for today as we'll have uh, Richard Clark uh, and uh, Jason Bryant here in the first hour and then Dontre Styles and Jason in the second hour too. Man, how's that for a show? And it's all for free. It's not costing you a dime there, uh, dear listener. Thank you, Mr. Clemens. That's right, Sunday at 2 o'clock. Uh, State versus uh, Carolina, and uh, I think it's going to be a heck of a game. I think it's going to be a heck of an environment at NC State. I know I was looking at tickets yesterday because I was thinking about maybe trying to pop in there, Mr. Clemens. I don't know if you're going to be there or not, uh, but I know uh, I guarantee you Graham Hill will be there and some of our uh, regular guests here on the show. I thought about going the cheapest tickets for the game yesterday about 10, 30, 11 a.m., uh, were, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is sort of a Farmville Central versus Clemson or versus Kinston. <clears throat> but the cheapest tickets I could find yesterday were in the $100 range, $100, $110 range. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Eating Paul Whittington's food and sitting up in his uh, awesome man cave watching Daytona and Carolina versus State. I'd rather do it in his man cave than, you know, spend because I'd have, you know, I'd have to take Hot Linda with me, which I wouldn't mind doing. But, uh, by the time you pay t- ticket fees and all that, you're around the $260, $270 range for two teams that aren't even my favorite team. Now, I'd love to, like, uh, uh, Mr. Clemens just sort of alluded to, uh, it, you know, it, it's a big rivalry and I get to see, uh, you know, Terquavian versus Trez and all that. But, uh, I'll just, I'll watch it at, uh, I tell you what, if you're going to be in the area, uh, Mr. Clemens, you need to come to Paul Whittington's house. I'll send you information later when we get off air, but you should come over and watch it with us over at uh, at Paul's house. That would be pretty awesome. Here I am inviting people to Paul's house who uh, 
that uh, he's not even authorized me to. But I think I know Paul well enough to know that. Uh, hey, if any of you listeners are going to be up in the Garner area, I know he's going to love that part. If any of <laughs> come over to Garner and uh, you can hang out with us at, uh, at Paul Whittington's house, that would be awesome. I hope he's not listening right now because I'm going to be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> okay, uh, so there you go. Uh, let's talk about Let's get into our hometown heroes. I'll tell you what, before we do that, let's talk about LCC. The basketball team has been off for about two weeks. They are back in action uh, Thursday. They're, in fact, they're going to have three games in four days. They'll play at Patrick and Henry on Thursday. Then they're home this weekend for two games. Uh, home uh, Saturday at 3 when they'll take on Johnston Community College, a team they've already beat. I think it's a good chance for them to pick up that fourth win of the season against JCC on Saturday, and then they play versus Southwest Virginia Sunday at 1, and they'll wrap up their 22-23 regular season next week. I don't think they're going to make the conference tournament, so uh, we'll talk more about that as we get closer to those games. But uh, the Lancers baseball team, uh, they play at Lewisburg today. Uh, at three o'clock, uh, they're home versus North Carolina Wesleyan's, uh, JV team Wednesday at one 30 tomorrow at one 30. And then a big weekend of, uh, baseball for the Lancers at they as they travel to Fayetteville tech on Saturday for a double header, but they're back home Sunday against Fayetteville tech at one o'clock. That will be on Sunday. They're three and one right now. And, uh, off to, off to a really good start this season. Why, let me tell you about Lenore Community College, too. For almost 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South. But it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you, my friend, can change your life today. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks show and, uh, man, lots of exciting things with all the sports. How about Sunday that you could watch basketball and baseball the same day at Lenore community college. Uh, you should do that. You should go out there and do that. Oh, happy Valentine's day to my boo. She just sent me a sweet text. Oh, she, she's so pretty. and so sweet. Uh, Oh, and Mr. Clement said that, uh, Mrs. Nancy's birthday. That's his, his lovely long suffering wife. Uh, to uh, her birthday is on, uh, the 19th. Is that a Sunday today? Listen, let me do math here. Yeah, that's Sunday. She doesn't want to go to the game, but it's a big game. Mr. Clemens, you should tell her that, you know, it's a special thing you're taking there, but I tell you what, tell her you're taking her to Paul Whittington's house where there'll be lots of good food and uh, the care. She can hang out with uh, hot Linda and Samantha and uh, the other wives and, uh, you know, we'll watch the uh, game up in uh, in Paul's man cave. You need to see Paul's man cave anyway, so that's pretty cool. Okay, uh, we got you called up on LCC. How about NBA last night? Both our guys played last night uh, in the NBA. The uh, seventh uh, place New Orleans Pelicans. They won at OKC last night. They're now thirty and twenty eight. Uh, they won one hundred three to one hundred. And Brandon was again amazing. His third straight thirty plus point game. He had thirty four points. 
four rebounds and an assist in only 32 minutes. He was 14 of 24 from the floor, three of five from three-point range. And uh, the Pelicans are just rolling right now. Uh, this is without Zion, and Zion's supposed to be back after the All-Star break. This team might be coming together at the right time, but they need to with all the improvements that the uh, other teams in the West made. And we'll talk – I tell you what, we'll, I'm just going to give you the highlights here, and then we'll talk more about it when we get uh, Rich up here on the line with us. But uh, they play their last game before the All-Star game uh, – They play before the All-Star break – on Wednesday at 10, that game will be on ESPN as they'll travel to L.A. to take on the Lakers. And then they're off for All-Star Weekend. They return to the court Thursday, February 23rd, when they play at Toronto. Reggie and the Dallas Mavericks, they lost last night. And they're 31-28 and in just a half game now ahead of New Orleans. Uh, they're in fifth place in the Western Conference. They lost last night 124-121. to Reggie started the game and had six points and four rebounds in 38 minutes. Uh, he played really, really well. In fact, they had a chance. The Mavericks did at the uh, at the buzzer to uh, tie it up and send it overtime. But, uh, man, uh, the Timberwolves played some really good defense at the, there at the very end and kept them from doing that. Uh, the Mavericks are at Denver Wednesday night at 9. Then they're off for All-Star Weekend. They'll return to the court Thursday, February 23rd at home when they take on the lowly san antonio spurs so there's your uh our local nba players like i said we'll dive more into them when we get rich up here on the line with us in a couple of minutes uh dontrez in carolina they played last night in uh in acc action but they lost for the fourth time in five games uh, when they took on miami at the dean dome they lost 80 to 72 it was a good game up until halftime and then uh, miami just put it to them in the second half that score is not as close as uh the 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 score is closer than what the actual score was. Uh, I know 80 to 72, you probably think it was competitive. Not so much. Not there in the second half. Uh, Trez didn't play in the game. Uh, we'll, uh, like I said, it's Tuesday, so we'll be talking to Don Trez. He did play in a, a pretty some pretty good minutes in uh, Saturday's win against Clemson. We'll be talking to him about that, and then we'll get his feelings on the Tar Heels traveling to Raleigh to take on number 23 NC State Sunday at one. That game will be on ESP or sorry, sorry, uh, Sunday at two uh, on ESPN. So pretty excited about that. None. If I'm looking really closely here, let me make sure because I did all my show prep. I don't think we had anybody else play last night of our hometown heroes, but I'll get you caught up with who they are playing. Uh, Isaac Parson and Jeremy Dixon of Winston Salem State. They are at Johnson C Smith and Charlotte Wednesday. Then their home versus Livingston College at Wake Forest's home court Saturday at four. Uh, that'll those will be the final regular season games for the Rams before the CIAA tournament in Baltimore begins next week. Uh, Damian Dunn and Temple uh, they are off until Thursday. They play Thursday at seven uh, home versus Wichita State, and then uh, they'll uh, play at home versus Tulsa Sunday at two. So you know what? There's our third game. Uh, we'll have Damian Dunn and Temple on. Uh, <laughs> on paul paul if you're listening man i've got your whole uh weekend i've got your whole sunday uh planned out here but they'll be playing sunday at two on espnu rujon walters and greensboro college they close out their regular season with a home game versus mary baldwin university wednesday at six and then they're at keith spence university that's right they play at pfeiffer university in meisenheimer I love saying Meisenheimer. That's where Pfeiffer University is located. You know, if you if you see Keith Spence today, just walk up to him and go, Meisenheimer. He'll know what you're talking about. They play, uh, but uh, Rujan and Greensboro College, the pride of Greensboro College, they play at Pfeiffer Saturday at 2. 
Amaji uh, Dodd in Charleston Southern, uh, who's just really, really struggling right now. Uh, they play at Campbell Wednesday night, then they're home versus Winthrop Saturday at 530. Do, uh, those are all our players, our coaches, Dory Hines and UMO. They're home versus Emmanuel College Thursday. Spence sends me a big go Falcons. Indeed. Indeed. Go Falcons. One of those cases where we hope our hometown hero, Rujan Walters, goes for about 20. But listen, we're pulling for the fight for Falcons in Meisenheimer Saturday at 2. Uh, Dory Hines and UMO, home versus Emmanuel College Thursday at 7. And then they're at Erskine College Saturday at 4. Jerry Stackhouse and the Red Hot Vanderbilt Commodores, they are at South Carolina tonight. At 6.30, that game will be on the SEC Network. Then there will be home versus Auburn Saturday at 8.30. That will also be on the SEC Network. So uh, pretty excited about uh, there's your hometown hero update. Let's look at uh, prep sports last night. Uh, uh, but, 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 yes, Jacques, we're going to talk about we're I've got Jason Bryant coming in here, and we're going to talk about that a lot. And you know what? Before we get into that, before we get into uh, the conference tournament games from last night, tonight's conference games uh, that are going to be played, 11 a.m. today at uh, at our good friend uh, Jacques Pasolix Goeco Office Automation. And uh, I know I've got the address here somewhere. I know they're going to be in Suite A. Uh, hey, send me that address real quick, uh, Jacques. But uh, today at 11 a.m., a big – you know, you've heard John, Jonathan, and I talk about uh, the Goeco Innovation Center so, so many times. I mean, it is awesome. Uh, I mean, it is. It's like being on the uh, being on Star Trek, being on the, the helm in Star Trek. They're having a ribbon cutting today. It is going to be a lot of fun. It's at 11 a.m. Get there a little bit early. I'll be there. Of course, Jacques will be there. Uh, it's going to be a big event. If you, uh, not if, you know what, take an early lunch, go out there. Jacques will take care of you. It's 1201 West Vernon Avenue, right here in Kenston, Suite A. But once you get in the parking lot there at 1201 West Vernon Avenue, uh, I tell you, it's, uh, it's where the old, it's that strip right there where the old blockbuster was. That should actually help you out a lot, especially for longtime Kenstonians. But uh, around the corner there at Suite A, I'm telling you, you are going to be blown away by uh, what uh, Jacques has out there. Jason Bryant's going to be out there. I'm going to be out there. Hot Linda's going to be there. We're going to have some government dignitaries, and we're going to eat Jacques Pasolik's food. How about that? (laughs) But I'm telling you, you want to get out there and see just the amazing uh, uh, equipment that he has. You're going to hear Jacques talk about the services that uh, Goeco Goeco Office automation has out there i'm telling you it it is what jacques does right here in kinston are the same thing the the kind of service and actually better than the service that you get at places like in in charlotte or in raleigh or in atlanta or in dc right here in kinston so get out there uh, today ribbon cutting today 11 o'clock we're going to talk about this a couple more times but at 1201 west vernon avenue and suite a where you'll see all the cars over there. Uh, that's where you need to go, and uh, you're going to have a lot of fun. So, uh, <laughs> yes, Mr. Clemens. <laughs> oh, my God, I think I'm going to have to share this picture. He's got a uh, a wolf pack head on, and he's got GTHC. I don't know what that means, GTHC. I know what it means. Uh, but uh, there you go. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Get out to uh, uh, Goeco Office Automation today, and uh, I promise you'll have a good time out there. 
Uh, and again, you'll get to see you'll get to see the great Jacques Passleg too. That'll be a lot of fun. Let's uh, real quick before we get Richard up here on the line with us, let's talk about uh, last night's East Central Two A and go to encmoments.com to find out more about it. But uh, Kenston, the, it was a girls' night in uh, the East Central Two A's. The games were played at uh, at North Lenore. And very likely the season ended for uh, Kinston as uh, they uh, couldn't complete a three-game season suite of East East Duplin. They lost last night 42-29. to They fell to 10-15 and overall, and that is very, very likely going to be the last game of the season. If they do make it to the playoffs, and there's still a chance. They're the fourth-place team. There's a very good chance they could uh, make it. Well, I wouldn't say very good. I put it about 20% that they can make it to the state playoffs with a 10-15 and record. But... Uh, but they lost last night 42 to 29 against East Duplin. North Lenore defeated James Keenan 45 to 22. The third seeded Hawks there are now 12 and 10, and they advanced to Wednesday semifinals where they will face South Lenore, uh, who beat Wallace Rose Hill last night 41 to 27. They defeated, uh, like I said, the Bulldogs 41 to 27. They improved to 13 and 9 overall and uh, cannot wait. They will play at Kenston. Wednesday night in the semifinals of the East Central uh, 2A tournament. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, heck, I'll go ahead and tell you. Uh, the fifth-seeded East Duplin girls will take on the number one seed, Southwest Onslow, and then here we go. Number three, North Lenore versus number two, South Lenore. That's going to be a fun game Wednesday at Kenston. Uh, tonight's games in the uh, East Central 2A tournament, and they will all three – they're all three boys' games, and all three games will be played in – the uh, in the friendly confines of Southwest Onslow in uh, Jacksonville tonight as uh, uh, third-seeded North Lenore will take on sixth-seeded South Lenore. That's right. We're going to have the third edition of the North Lenore-South Lenore game, and it will be played uh, right there, Southwest Onslow in Jacksonville. Uh, should be a fun game tonight. The second-seeded uh, Southwest Onslow Staggins, they take on seventh-seeded uh, James Keenan, and then the fourth-seeded Wallace Rose Hill Bulldogs will take on fifth-seeded East Duplin Panthers. And, again, all three of those games, including North Lenore versus South Lenore at Southwest Onslow tonight. And then tomorrow night, uh, we've uh, – blah, 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 blah. I already told you about the girls' games. Then uh, the boys' semifinals will be played. Kinston will be taking on either Wallace Rose Hill or East Duplin tomorrow night. So that gets you caught. Well, I'll tell you what, there's one more. Uh, the uh, North Carolina Independent Schools Athletic Association 3A state playoffs begin tonight. Parrot Academy's boys travel all the way down to Wilmington to take on Cape Fear. And then Parrot's girls are at home against uh, Apex Thales Academy. And you know what? I've got Richard Clark on the line. He He's my pronunciation expert. Uh, if something is spelled T-H-A- L E S. How would you pronounce that over there, Richard Clark? Uh, um, I would say Thale, but I'm from the South, so who knows what you know? It's probably got some higher meaning. It probably does, but that's what I was saying too. Watch it end up being like Thales or something like that. You know? <laughs> you know I'm not wrong. No, no, absolutely not. <sighs> anyway, hey, uh, before we – and listen, we've got so much uh, uh, NBA to talk. I mean, we've got the NBA All-Star game coming up. But we're starting a new little thing uh, this year where we're going to do uh, – we haven't ironed out all the details of it yet, but we're going to have a little NASCAR contest with all my, you know, my first-hour regulars. And, dude, you should have an insight on this, knowing as much as you do about NASCAR and being the fan that – you know, the long-time, lifetime fan that you are – but Daytona 500 is this Sunday, 
And, uh, I, again, I don't know. Uh, I know I'm putting you on the spot here. I probably should have had you prepare for this so you're not just pulling names out of a bucket here. But uh, I tell you what, let's do it this way. And, and if I need to do something different, then I'll message you about it. But, uh, we're like I said, we're going to be doing a NASCAR contest every week. And I think Jason Bryant's going to try to get a sponsor for this, too. So we're going to get the listeners to join in, yada, yada, yada. But I want to talk to my guests every week and find out who they think. So Daytona this weekend, uh, Richard, on Sunday, who you got? Uh, who is the the one driver who you think is going to win? And then who is, like, uh, your dark horse who you think is going to win? Well, I typically would, would roll with Chase. Um most of the time, but um, uh, I really don't know. Daytona, wow, man, you know, it's it's like driving on 95 when you get past Fredericksburg <laughs> going to D.C. You're just kind of riding in the pack and everybody's speeding. Um, Dude, that is a very good comparison that I have never thought of, but you're right. You're, you'll either be going 90 miles an hour with a pack or you're going to be stopping going yeah, either, with a pack. Either, you're, either your line's passing everybody or you're stuck in a line that's not moving. Um you know, I, I'll say this real quick. I think NASCAR drops the ball a little bit on this one because with the twin, I love the twin qualifying races. I think that's fantastic. But I think they should do all this boom, boom, boom. So you have, you make it a weekend just with those races. Um, you know, have those on Friday, the twins, and then have the race on Saturday night. That's what I think they should Ooh, do. But yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. It's kind of like how the Super Bowl, and I guess I'll get right, a, I'll, right. I'll tell you what. I put you on the spot here. How about I message you later this week? You think about it. Give us uh, – you don't have to right now, but think about uh, your your guy that you are picking. This is the guy that you think is going to win. And then, uh, secondly, a dark horse. Maybe, you know, one of those guys that – you know, Chase Elliott would not be your dark horse for this, okay? Uh, no, absolutely you not. Know, Joey Logano, not. Joey Logano, not a dark horse. Danny Hamlin, who's won Daytona three times, not a dark horse. But uh, think about that, dude, and then uh, I'll get back to you later this week and we'll announce it on Friday's show. How about that? That sounds good to me. And that'll be more fair to you. I mean, you had no idea I was going to ask you this. And then well, I, drop I it guess on off the top of my head, I would go with uh, Aiden Tyler Reddick driving for Jordan this year. Yes, then he they is. Move that up. Yep. Yeah, that would probably be my dark horse. I like it. I like I, it. Yeah. Well, like I said, we've not ironed out exactly how we're going to do this. I know Jason was talking about uh, doing sort of like a survivor kind of thing where you can only <laughs> pick one. Well, you, where so if you say okay, Chase Elliott's winning, and you take him, you can't take him anymore. But there's 36 weeks in the season, though. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, but you don't be stuck with you know OJ McDuffie by the end of the year. <laughs> Dude, look at you, dude. It wasn't OJ, but it was uh what was dude, because he can he raced from Elkin. Remember he and he actually died in a race car up at Watkins Glen. McDuffie, what was it? See now you've got now I got it. Dude, I'm glad I have my Google machine right here in front of me. Let's see. McDuffie uh NASCAR. J D McDuffie. You were very close. You got one of the initials right. But, dude, he drove the Rumpel's Furniture uh, Chevrolet for uh, in NASCAR for Rumpel's Furniture in Elkin. Do you remember? Well, you know, I do. I, I remember all that. It was like number 70, I think. Yeah, I think it was. It was uh, dude, that is scary. It was number 70. Yeah, there you go. You know, the um, 
the Junie Dunleavy car, number 90, the Chuck Smore car. Uh-huh. They used to work. The garage was like two miles from my house when I was a little kid. Wow. So we'd just go by there and peek in. You know, we never went in and did anything, but we'd see the car being worked on and whatnot. And it was like a real garage that you put other cars in, you know, street cars in. It wasn't like that setup they have now. Oh, dude, the things they have going on now, and I know you've seen it. Uh, I mean, they're like multi-million, multi-million, how tens of millions of dollars of. Uh, Absolutely. Man. I mean, and it looks like it looks like you're walking into NASA, you know, instead, yeah. of, Na- instead yeah. of NASCAR, it looks like you're walking into NASA. So uh, anyway, but dude, dude, you get like so many cool points for knowing J.D. McDuffie, man. That's <laughs> that's awesome, man. And it, tell you what, he would do appearances like on off weekends or during the week. In fact, dude, he worked at rumple furniture during the week and then would wow, go and exactly wow. like a day That's or so two di- exactly a day or two during the, i'm not saying he worked five days a week but he would right. be in there a day to, and you could walk into rumple furniture in elkin north carolina <laughs> 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 how crazy is that dude that that to me is us but you know that kind of falls in line with the baseball players that used to have to do construction yeah. or whatever in the off season so it's a different animal i just so what I sent you this morning, look at the salary difference now. So, yep. you know, it's a different animal these days. Well, we're going to get into that here in a moment, too. But uh, Richard Clark, Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. Dude, I haven't done this in a couple of weeks. Let's get a minute or two out of the way here. What is going on over at the News Times? I mean, you, you know, they graciously, well, they, I, I don't know if they let you come on, but of course, I mean, Richard Clark, <laughs> Richard Clark does what he wants. <laughs> How do you like, you remember that reference? I, I do. I know who that came from too. Uh, I just remember you in the newsroom. That. I remember you in the newsroom at you know twelve thirty in the morning or you know eleven thirty at night. I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> For people who don't um, know, that's a Cartman reference from South. Park. Yeah, it's a Cartman reference. <laughs> there you go. But what is going on over at Carter County News Times at CarolinaCoastOnline dot com? Uh, not to bring it down too much, but we're. Yesterday was the anniversary of those kids that died in the plane yeah, crash. No, that's so that's right. been the big news around these parts um, right now. So, but I don't want to rain on it too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not on this show. Yeah. No, I understand that completely. Like I said, dude, just like you know, we people who listen to you here on this show. But in fact, let me tell you, Jason Bryant's coming in here a little bit early because he's got some NASCAR or some uh, NBA questions that he wants to ask you and. Uh, dude, awesome. I, you're, you're getting the, uh, you're, uh, your Joe house to my Bill Simmons is, uh, is yeah, growing, six dude. People that listen, uh, you know, oh, dude, Linda no, we're, and and- we're in thousands, <laughs> we're in thousands of listeners now, dude. Come on now, man. Come on now. Hey, we're built this thing up. We're going to see Jason's listening right now. And I hope Tony Denton is too. Dude, we're, the game plan is we're going to take over WRNS man. And then, you know, uh, what? I'm about three or four years from now well, uh, that Bobby Bones or Barry Bones or whatever his name is, yeah, dude, yeah, we're going yeah. to run him out of WRNS, and it's going to be me and you and John and Jonathan and our regular uh, weekly guest, dude. That, that's that's the game plan anyway, okay? Well, I, I figured my time was like on the rewatchables where it's best time for a bathroom break. So <laughs> That's not true, dude. <laughs> hey, arguably, let's see, Monday, I love Paul. I love all our weekly guests, but, dude, I don't know what it is, man. When you and I talk, and I've said this before, but for people who don't know, you and I work together uh, basically side-by-side side from what? When We're did you get now. to Kansas? 2006? 2005 2005 to what 20 until they till you got kicked up the ladder uh down uh, in jacksonville well you did when they put you in charge i don't of know 
I don't know if kicked up is the right word on that. But <laughs> but what, from 2012, 2013? When was it that you yeah, left to go like to down there? But then well, we still worked together for four more years after that. It was 2011 when I went to Jacksonville. Golly, dude. Can you believe that's been 12 years? Uh, no, I cannot. So. Good Lord almighty. But it anyway. Just, it just means I'm old. But what I like to tell, you know, uh, when you come up, when and I always tell people that, you know, uh, you know, I'd be going to Raleigh usually on Friday night or heck it wasn't Friday night. It'd be early Saturday morning. And, uh, you were such a good guy, Rich. You'd always keep me away. You here I am driving the Jeep. I can barely hear you, but, uh, <laughs> well, you remember the, the Jeep was pretty loud. You remember. How yeah, loud oh, yeah, was. I do. And you would keep me from falling asleep at three o'clock in the morning or two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. Uh, us just, we would solve all the problems of the world. Wouldn't we rich? All of them. All of them. And that's the problem with this, with uh, me on your show is we get off course a little bit. <laughs> what? No way. Yes, we do. Well, you know what? I've got NASCAR out of the way. We've got Carteret County news times out of the way. Let's, do it. Let's talk about what we want to talk about. And it's the NBA and uh man, uh, we, we had you on uh, Friday just for a short amount of time to just go over the, uh, the trade deadline and uh, all the moves that were made. And man, there's just, I love the NBA, man. I just do. And specifically it's because the way players do move around that you don't know who's on which team sometimes, you know, <laughs> season to season. I love, do they still do that with Barkley? I've not seen it in a couple of years where they will say, you know, the player's name. Okay. What team does he play for Barkley? And I haven't seen them do that in a while. I guess they don't want to put Charles on the spot anymore. <laughs> well, they used to do it like, uh, you know, a couple of times a season, but it's been three or four years since I've seen them do it. But then he would bat, I mean, literally like 200. He would only get like two out of 10 right. And I, yeah. See, you know what, I love dude? Charles, though. You know what, dude? Count on that next week. I, we're going to bring that here on the Brian Uh-oh. Hank Show with Richard. <laughs> so you probably need to study up on your players. But I'm going to pick out five players and see if you can tell oh, me which NBA team they play on, okay? <laughs> Don't give me the 13th guy now. Uh, no, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to ask you, Kyrie Irving. I'm going to ask you uh, – Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> Hold on. You know what? Let's make this fun. Let's. Uh, I tell you what. First Kelly off, Linux and- <laughs> oh, good lord! No, oh no, that's too easy too. No, I'm going to ask you some hard ones. But dude, here's what I want to know though. Uh, we did talk Friday. We talked about the trade deadline that passed at three o'clock, uh, and yep. you gave us some of your thoughts. Then tell uh, anything develop over the weekend from some of those traded players that uh, maybe we didn't get to on Friday. Um, I've actually had a chance to watch most of the teams that made significant moves and um you know although they haven't won either of the games i really like the nets roster i just think they're a adult point guard away from being pretty good um we'll see that might not pan out um right now they don't have the point guard in house so i don't i don't know what their options are going to be um and and you know everything else kind of on hold because of the injuries so uh, we'll see. We both saw the Kyrie Luca thing. It's going to take a minute, but when it looks good, it looks really good. Uh, when it looks bad, it looks pretty bad, though. Yeah. Uh, but, no- you know, it's a testament to Kyrie that he could go out there and, and be as good as he's been. And a testament to his ability on the court. I mean, uh, we all know we're ways of time bomb waiting to happen. But uh, from a basketball standpoint, you know, he looks like he's been playing with him for a little while. Well, I, dude, I'm telling you, uh, 
Now, who, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to be uh, up front here. I'm trying to find a couple of players here to uh, dazzle you with for, uh, you know, who do they play for. <laughs> were, you, were you just talking about Kyrie? Yeah, we were just Dude. talking about Kyrie. And last night's game, I watched a lot of last night's game uh, that uh, they ended up losing. Dude, But I got to tell you, and I messaged this to you last night too, they look good together, man. And I'm talking yeah. about Kyrie and Luca, and <laughs> you they haven't quite did. figured it out. <laughs> but tell tell everybody the analogy you sent me, though. Well, the you know <laughs> the hot girl thing came up again, and yeah. so you know <laughs> you fall in love with Kyrie because he is legitimately a real playmaker on the court. Um, but you're just waiting for him to burn your house down. There so, you go. Hey, here's I mean, your honestly, he's he's adjusted better than Luca. You can tell Luca's kind of thinking too much right now, because um, he's had a lot of turnovers the last two games. So it's going to be interesting to see his his movement forward if he can cut that down a little bit. Because he threw the ball away about three times for layups against the Kings in the first game, and then last night they didn't look good down the stretch um, at all, really. Well, there you go. He's played 905 games in his career, including 36 games for this team. He's averaging 4.9, or I'm sorry, he's at, yeah, 4.9 points a game this year. It's George Hill. Who does George Hill George play Hill. for? He just got traded to the Pacers. Back ah, to the Pacers, actually. Okay. Dude, dude, I tell you what, next week I'm going to be properly prepared, and I'm going to have 10 players, <laughs> and let's see how Richard Clark does. That's, that'll be fun, right? maybe <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun for me okay hey uh well, well let's talk about how do you think that uh that mavericks team i mean in fact here's what drove me crazy and we didn't really dive into it on friday because it was so sudden dude no eastern conference teams re- in my opinion really improved themselves i mean you saw what phoenix did you saw what dallas did you saw even what the lakers did trying to improve themselves and get them into a playoff position None of the big moves to me were Eastern Conference teams other than trading away players. Am I educate me? Am I far off there? Is that what happened? Um, no, that's exactly what happened. I think what happened is the dynamic of the season shifted. You know, we went into the season looking at the West going, wow, it's loaded. Well, it turns out the East is the stacked teams, and the teams are in good shape to move forward already. Uh, and so the West was left scrambling, seeing that the door was open. Because <laughs> there's legitimately eight teams now that have a real shot in the West. The East, I think it's really three teams, probably really one and a half. I still think the Tam Championship is going through Giannis. In seven-game series, I just don't see anybody being able to do anything with that unless it's in beat. I just think Giannis is going to tear the Celtics up. But we'll see. Um, the West, wide open. I mean, pick a team. Pick a team and they got problems. Hey, okay, okay. struggling. I, no, I'm going to get – I love this. You said pick a team. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick a team, and you make the argument for them winning the Western Conference. And let's start with the Sacramento Kings who are in third place in the Western Conference. They have a deep rotation and legitimately might be the best shooting team in the West. Um, they can get it done. And when Fox is playing well, which he has been – pretty much all season for him. Uh, maybe it's a contract year. But when he's playing well, they're really tough. Um, defensively, they're okay, but they can shoot the ball. Every player on their team. Matter of fact, they shoot the ball so well that Harrison Barnes was, you know, kind of left out. And he's a decent player. Yeah, He's a solid NBA player. So I really like that. And they hit on their draft pick, Keegan Murray, when everybody kind of gave him crap for that. But he's been – outstanding he's starting for him 
So they're deep and they shoot the ball well. I think they're going to be a tough out for somebody. Because Sabonis is legitimately one of the three best centers in the league. Yeah, I said the Kings are going to be a tough yeah. out. Richard, well, that, that's what I chuckled at. But but as of this moment right now, and we're not 20 games into the season, Rich. We're 56 games, 57 yeah. games into the more season. More than halfway. Oh, much more. In fact, almost two-thirds of the way, dude. There's only 25 games left in the regular season for that's the most right. part. Sacramento. is Who is their coach, dude? Um, Mike Brown. Really? Yeah. From used to being Cleveland. Oh, way I back know who, uh, dude, I know who Mike Brown is. I just, Honestly, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure that they – I'm not a huge fan of Mike Brown. I don't – but, again, I could say that about a half dozen coaches in their rotation. So – but they're playing well. And, again, Sabonis is so unselfish. He's kind of a different player. Uh, and they run a lot of their offense. They're, they run their set through Sabonis. They run everything else, like the one-on-ones through Fox. So it's been working out for them. And they got Kevin Herter and Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes, and, and Malik Monk coming off the bench. So they got some shooting. They're going to be tough, man, in a playoff series. Because you got to figure in a seven-game series, they gonna, they're going to hit 50% in two of those games, and you're probably going to lose. Wow. So, yeah, Sacramento. I mean, all of a sudden, Sacramento. <laughs> and you got to remember – they have probably one of the two real home court advantages in the NBA. There's really only two. Well, you know who I think of when I think about Sacramento, even in the old days, and I'm talking about 10, 15, 20, may hell, even 30 years ago. I think of them the way I do of the old Charlotte Hornets, dude. I mean, I'm talking about the Alonzo, yeah, you know, LJ, yeah, yeah. Uh, Muggsy, Dale, you know, Rex Chapman, those guys. When – it was. I mean, you see a Sacramento home game, and you know, you and I watch a lot of uh, of uh, league pass. They all, dude, that crowd is loud in Sacramento, yeah. dude. For they, a team they have that's the not done crowd. anything, go ahead. They have the best crowd in the NBA, and it's really probably that not is close. Crazy. Um, the other home court advantage is Denver, but that has nothing to do with the crowd. That's the altitude. So, yeah, Sacramento is, and if you can, you imagine what that's going to look like. First time in the playoffs in, like, I don't know how long since Weber was there, probably. God. Dude, it just says crazy. But, again, for you to say the best home field – or home field – home court advantage in the NBA at Sacramento, dude, that's just awesome and good for them. And, dude, my, my, I don't have any Sacramento gear whatsoever. I might have to grab me a King's hat, dude. <laughs> I, I got a hoodie. Do you? <laughs> Yeah, actually, I wore it to the NASCAR Museum. <laughs> yeah, I've got that picture. I may have to run that picture yeah. today with your appearance here. That's awesome. Uh, you know, and let's play this with a couple more teams, if you don't mind. Okay. Just, uh, let me name yeah, another team. You tell me why they can win the Western Conference. Dude, the Golden State Warriors, who are in ninth place right now, dude. Yeah, they're treading water right now until Steph gets back. Uh, theirs is going to come down to health. But really um, – it, everybody's healthy, so let's say all things being equal. If everybody's healthy on every team in the West, do you really want to count out the Warriors? No, no, I mean, because they've done it time and time again. And I think that that championship last year was icing on the cake for Steph. You know, that, that cemented who he is. He won it without Kevin Durant, without some of the other guys that have been along for the ride. Um, and I, I just refuse to say that they're going to get beat unless Steph's hurt. 
Like here, here, Thompson is playing better now too. Yeah. That's oh yeah, and I love Clay Thompson. Probably my favorite player in the NBA, dude. Right now, I'm not talking about ever, obviously, but I'm talking about yeah. in the league right now. I love me some Clay Thompson, dude. Yeah, I, I like Clay too, and he's one of those. He's one of the two or three guys that if I had a uh, child or or somebody I was trying to mentor to basketball shooting, that that would be the tape I would show him. I wouldn't show him Steph. I'd show him Clay. Wow. Hey, check this out for size, dude. You know this already, but but Phoenix is in fourth place in the Western Conference, 31 and 27. And Oklahoma City Thunder are in 12th place at 27 and 29. Dude, that means there are nine teams, Richard Clark, separated by three games. Nine teams separated by three games. Dude, and listen, I know the NFL for years has talked about wanting to have, you know, that balance across the league, which they do year in year. Tell me the NBA hasn't achieved that too, dude. Yeah, they they've got it, and um, it, it's on top of that. People can say whatever they want because if they don't watch it, they you know there's a lot of old stereotypes yeah, about whatever defensive things. But I'm gonna tell you right now, the talent level is deep. Look at Oklahoma City. Watch them last night. Watch them last yeah, night. Yeah, they they are a player and a half away from being really good. And remember, Chet Hogerman didn't play it at all. Yeah. But but Shea is if he's not top five right now, he's definitely top ten. Dude, you and have Josh sold Giddey, you have sold me on him, dude. And he yeah, I think Shea he is top legit. five, dude. Yeah, I think he is too. He'd be on my all NBA team if I had a vote. And and Josh Giddy, if they said, Hey, did anybody want Josh Giddy, I bet you the market would be <laughs> insane. So that's two foundational pieces, not counting Chad Holgram. You got a couple of guys on that team that are legitimate role players. So they're only a player and a half away, and maybe that player's Chet. We don't know yet. Well, there you go. One more team that I want to okay. talk about in the Western Conference that we've really – I can't believe it, and I'm going through my memory banks now. I'm old. You know, you and I are both old, and I can't remember if we have. But I don't remember us talking that much about the Memphis Grizzlies this year. And I know John Morant and just the team they put together now, uh, they're in Memphis. They're the second seed as of right now, and I think they're going to probably, unless Phoenix makes a really strong run and Dallas makes a really strong run, or in the hell, even the Pelicans when they get everybody back – Memphis is probably going to end up uh, being in that top four when all is said and done in the Western Conference. Are they? Tell us a little bit. Make the argument for uh, Memphis winning the uh, Western Conference. Uh, Memphis is is a deep team. Uh, it's probably seven or eight real players deep. Especially their problem right now is missing Stephen Adams. You know that solidifies their defense because they don't have a lot of shooting. Um, so they're more of a grinded out team. And then. Hey, give Ja the ball. <laughs> yeah. You know, that sort of thing. And uh, so they're really missing Stephen Adams right now, putting a lot of pressure on Jaron Jackson Jr. But they have, they're deep and they got some tough minded guys, as we know with the Dylan Brooks thing. Um, Desmond Bain has been fantastic. So they had a real streak where they lost, I don't know, it was like 10 games in a row. Um, and it put them where they're at right now. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if they went on a run and won 10 in a row to get back to the top. Well, I, they are an exciting team to watch. And as Bill Simmons always talks about his league pass teams, when I see a Memphis game in, in one of my little squares up there in the league pass, uh, you know, on channel 750, invariably I'll turn it there. And it seems like invariably Richard Clark, John Morant will do something miraculous that makes you choke on your popcorn or spit your water out, doesn't he? Well, this may be sacrilege to people our age, but he's Iverson 2.0. I mean, he's the better version of that. Uh, he's incredible, and nobody can stay in front of him. Nobody. 
Now, the problem that Memphis has is they have to thread that line of what's too much one-on-one. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, and, and it's tough because he can get a shot when he wants. So they're trying to thread that line, and, and they've had guys in and out of the lineup. Um, but they're going to be a tough out because they play defense. They definitely Especially are. when it matters. That voice you're listening to is Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. He is our regular Tuesday guest. We always talk about basketball with him. And joining us too live, wearing his Kinston. That's a sweet hoodie, by the way. I, can, I need I need that hoodie, okay? I don't even know where this stuff comes from. It <laughs> just shows up at the house. There you go. But Jason Bryant, dude, he wanted to be a part of this first hour today so he could pop you some NBA questions, okay, dude? Sure. How are you, man? How you doing, man? It's been a long time since I've seen you or talked to you. Since, <laughs> since you were in Kiston, you probably don't remember my face. But anyway, um, you know where I'm going. You know, I'm a big Pelicans guy because of Brandon and and because they used to be, you know, the Duke team of the NBA. But I just wanted to ask you. Oh, gross. Now, that's how you had to describe them? Brian, we're not talking Duke today or Virginia, okay? <laughs> I promise. You know what? I, the only thing I'll say about that is I think, you know, the God-fearing Cavahoos of the University of Virginia, God himself, you know when the when both their hands went up there the very last play of the game with .1 seconds left, did you not see the finger of God right there? Richard, you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> That's right? That's how you describe at it. The, at the end of the Duke-Virginia game, and I believe uh, our, our Heavenly Father decided that game wow. on Saturday, and that is why Virginia beat Duke – and Charlottesville. That, that's my thoughts. i tell you what, before we get Jason's, what do you think, Rich? <laughs> well, allow me to say this about Duke. <laughs> you know, I, you know me. I was not a fan. However, last this is just last night. So my mom was, you know, she's in Richmond. And somehow or another, she's watching 30 for 30. And she's not a sports person. But she saw five slamma jamma. But then they had the uh, I Hate Christian Leighton on. <laughs> yes. And, and she texted me. Why do they hate Kristen Leitner? So I start get going into it with her about what it is and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it got me to thinking. They they took a lot of crap that they probably should have taken at the time because of the optics or whatever you want to say. And that program has probably been the preeminent program for the last 30 years. Now, they've dipped a little bit this year, but a little. Uh, we'll see if they can get back. <laughs> we'll see if they can get back there. Um, so, you know... As you know, Brian, there's a lot of people that like Duke. So yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm sitting across from one right now who's as big a Duke fan and as I anybody no, that I know, other than Scott I got Woody. no Cavahoo's love. So let's be clear on that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not a. I mean, I don't know. Well, sorry for going to college basketball, but as a Duke uh, fan, he's a, he's a basketball fan too. Overall, I, as a, as a Duke. As a Duke fan, I'm, I'm just I knew what this year was going to be for us with all the transition, and I just I think we're really bad. I think Carolina's really bad. I think Duke's really bad, and I mean I don't know that either one of them, other than the name on the front of their jersey, are are worthy of being in the NCAA tournament on a normal year. If it was a if it was a Wake Forest team or a you know, any team in the SEC with the same record. I mean, I don't even think they get a look for the NCAA tournament. I would say this, though. For you guys, for Duke, um, their team is so much younger that, okay, whatever, you're not that good. Carolina, oof. Those are, that's a upper-class-laden team, and they're terrible. So um, I'd be a little concerned if I was in Duke. 
Yeah, I agree with you. And I'm curious to why Shushesky tab Shire. Why was he the guy? Um, well, I all the all the coaches they've had come out of there that have had success. I, I mean, I'm not advocating for any of them. I'm just curious as to why they are. Well, I mean, I'm not either. I like Shire. I don't dislike him. I think everybody says that that K quit coaching, you know, a few years ago and was just, you know, recruiting, recruiting, recruiting and 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 getting the best players available almost like a a, a draft situation. But I think it's really showed if you look at some of the half court sets and out of timeouts and drawn up plays. I mean, Shire's not very good at on the spot drawing up plays in my opinion. Um, I think that that goes with some of the time. I, and I'll say that one of the things that I think made Shusevsky successful, and again, not a fan, but I have two things about him. The thing that he did for Brian, I thought was first rate. Absolutely. Um, and, and uh, his best move, in my opinion, was his ability to adapt to the time. You know, he saw what Calipari was doing and he did that. And they were extremely successful with it. And when you, when you're trying to get guys to the next level, these sets and all this stuff that they used to run where the guy point guard walks up to court and holds up four and everybody does something, I, I think that's outdated. That being said, you can't play the other way unless you got some talent, um, at least somewhere. And I just think Duke's down a little bit in that, in that regard. I think they'll be up. I think some of these kids that they have now will be good, but they're not one-and-done guys. Yeah. So I, I think they'll be okay. I I'm with you. I'm not sold that Shire's the guy, but maybe he can recruit. Are you I, sold, I don't know. Are you sold that Hubert Davis is the guy? <laughs> um, no, I'm not. Um, but can he recruit? My understanding was, and again, I don't have anybody inside, was that Hubert was on the front line a lot of that recruiting. So maybe that's why he got the job. The Carolina job is going to be, even in my opinion, tougher than the than the Duke job. The Duke job has a fan base that's pretty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They just like to win and they like to transient. I've always thought of Duke fans as transient. You know, you, most Duke fans you talk to were not Duke fans when they were children. I'm talking about even people no. maybe even uh, that are in their thirties. That's 30s not the right 40s. word though. Not transient. That's not the right word because they, they support Duke. They're going to go to the games and make noise and all that. Carolina's not like that. Yeah. Carolina, you know, Sam Cassell said it, and it's true. Wine and they're, they're wine and cheese, yeah. Yep. So uh, if you don't win there, it's kind of a different animal. Now, granted, Duke's not going to let you go 6-16 six and 16 either. Um, but I think his leash is probably a little bit longer than Hubert's. I think if Hubert has another bad year, he's gone. Well, I, I'm not so sure they don't make the NCAA tournament this year, which is – it, they're ninth place in the in, in the uh, ACC right now, and they've lost what three or three out of the last four? Uh, no, four, four in the last five. five. Four because yeah, they had a three game losing streak before they beat uh, Clemson That's on right. uh, Saturday, and then they lost last night. So four of the last five. Uh, I tell you what, and you're I, playing yeah. upper class. Anyway. No, 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 no. You're right. And it's not that this is a one-and-done crowd that's in Chapel Hill. I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, uh, Baycott is – he's he's a senior, right? Right. Isn't Baycott right. a senior? Anyway, yep. well, you know what? We're going to get into more Carolina talk in our next hour when we have uh, Don Trez Styles on. It is Tuesdays with Trez here on the Brian Hanks Show, brought to you by King's Restaurant. Uh, but I, we've got five minutes left here with Rich, and I definitely want to get uh, – let, let's talk about our two uh, hometown guys here. 
And uh, I tell you what, man, Reggie has looked fantastic, dude. I mean, did you see who they had him guarding last night? I mean, oh, he's their he's their top defensive player. That's why he's still there. Yeah. Um, you know, he was honestly, if we're being honest about it, on the trade market, he probably had less value than Dorian Finney-Smith just because of age. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the reason Reggie was still playing when he was shooting 2% or whatever that was, was because of his defense abilities long and he can yep. defend. Now that he's shooting better, you're starting to see a, a little bit of what he's supposed to be. And, and honestly, as I said the other day to you, on a text, I think he just saved his career. Cause, yeah. Well, this uh, hot girl, this hot, as you and I have called it, and I'm, I, we've not officially cut it, but let's call it the hot girl trade of getting Kyrie to Dallas. What do you think tangibly, where, where do they end up finishing in the Western Conference uh, heading into the playoffs, Rich? I, I think they'll probably be right under the playing game, right over the playing game. So really? somewhere between, yeah, seven, six, something like that, maybe eight. Um, I just don't know that they got enough defense. They traded their defense, you know. Yeah. So I don't know if they got enough. Um, watching them, they're going to have to get somebody to step up or a buyout guy. I don't know if that's an option for them. Um, where's, where's John Wall going to end up at? Do we know yet? I haven't heard a word. Dude, wouldn't you um, like to see John Wall in Dallas? And I mean that sincerely. I think he would be a – although there again, you would have basically another – and I'm Jason can tell you I'm doing air quotes here – another point guard in Dallas with uh, Kyrie and with uh, Luka. But I think John Wall could make a contribution in Dallas, dude. I think if John um, – let me say this right since you know him. <laughs> I think if John's willing to change a little bit, I think the place for him is, is Brooklyn. Okay. I've watched them play. They need a grown-up point guard. Now, that doesn't mean come down and shoot all the time. That doesn't mean that. It means get everybody involved. Uh, But the court is open for them because they got some shooting. They just don't have an adult point guard. Dinwiddie's okay, but he he is what he is at this point. And then that that rookie they have from LSU, um, Cam Taylor Thomas, he's a shot maker, but he doesn't know how to pass the ball at all. So – I think maybe that's the place for him. I think he might be holding out for Miami, though, because they got a legitimate, you know, they're a legitimate playoff team every year, no matter what. Why Why didn't anybody go after Mason Plumley in Charlotte at the trade deadline? Well, he got moved. He did get moved. So, did yeah, yeah uh, which is maybe why they didn't trade him. They, the Clippers, yeah. And and he'll be a rotational piece for them. He'll He'll help them. Because uh, they were running their big man in the ground, and he's a serviceable player. He really is. Uh, if the, if I want to use a Duke Carolina analogy, he's like the old Carolina big men that would go to the NBA and not make any noise, and they might not play six games Joe in a row, Wolf. but then they get in. Yeah, Joe <laughs> Wolf, all those guys. You know, and and that's what he is. And Pete, he's been in a, hey, he's made hey. a career out of it. Pete Chilcut. Yes, exactly. I mean. And he's he's turned out to be a solid NBA player. Very good. And what, what you got over there, Jason? I just wanted to to ask him what I asked you yesterday afternoon. Yeah. Which go ahead. Do you remember the question? I don't remember. Richard, I came across a piece on uh, Sportico yesterday. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you ever noticed or not, but they had um, the 100 most watched U.S. TV broadcast of 2022. Yes, yes, we talked about it briefly on the show. Go ahead. Did you see it? Oh yeah. Did you see oh, yeah. why? NBA, why is NBA, NBA not represented at all in the top 100 viewed broadcast? Um, 
the NBA is still battling a, what's the best way to say this? Some old stereotypes. And a lot of people, you see it a lot when you start talking about college basketball versus the NBA. A lot of, I don't know, I don't, I hate to use the word, but a lot of older people like that structure of what we just talked about, holding up the number four and you pass the ball five times right. before somebody shoots. So it looks different. And, and I've said it before on the show talking about players. College basketball does not prepare you for the NBA at all. They are two different games. So I get why there's guys going to you know, if overtime elite or whatever the case may be to get ready. That being said, that's why the NBA struggles a little bit with – they're more of a niche um, viewing, kind of like NASCAR, um, more regional and player-based. So I think – that's probably part of the problem. And I think you also see that NASCAR, because of 36 races, hockey and baseball, because of 162 in baseball, and basketball at 82, that's why you don't get these these big events to watch on TV because there's so many of them that people kind of get lost in the, in the wilderness, so to speak. Um, I think that's why the NBA's trying to put together, like, the mid-season tournament and the playing game to try to get that big event status. But I don't, I don't know if that's the way to go. I'll say this about the NFL. The NFL is so big. They just sold out three-day event for the draft. And where are they at this year? They're like Milwaukee or somewhere this year. And they sold it out. Three days. Last year they had – I hate to put the number out there and be wrong, but I want to say – it was in excess of 300,000 people in Nashville or wherever they were at last year that paid to be there. I mean, that's a draft. That's nothing to do with actual game. <laughs> yeah, everybody. I mean, think about that. I was in Nashville, you know, shortly after the draft, and everybody was talking about how, um, like, crazy it was with the people and how the whole city was nothing but draft, and, like, it was yep. just crazy. The, the NFL has figured out how to – put on a show, so to speak. And I, I applaud them for that. Whoever figured out that the draft, because if you're old enough to know, they had it in New York and Berman was doing it and it was boring and it was all one day. And now it's well, People still watched event. it, though. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what led to where we're at now because people actually watched it. But somebody had the brainchild to go, you know what we need to do? Let's combine <laughs> Disney World of football with this draft. <laughs> And, and whoever and did that, I guarantee you, they didn't get the uh, acclaim they probably deserved, and they're probably still, you know, uh, listen, that's a conversation no, for we another know. day. Yeah, we, we, we know. We know a good deal. Exactly. Listen, Richard Clark, Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. We've uh, bled over into the 8 o'clock hour a little bit, but it's oh, all good. Sorry. No, 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 Rich. Hey, it's thanks, all good. buddy. Richard, you are the best. I'll get up with you. In fact, uh, Jason and I will talk about this NASCAR contest when we get through. We'll probably get uh, Paul in on this too, but uh, we want you to be a part of it, okay? Good deal. Let me know. Hey, uh, have a good have a good week. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. Thanks for having me. There you go. That's Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. As we wrap up the first hour in three minutes of uh, today's Brian Hanks show, Man, really enjoyed him. We've got Jason Bryant. We've got Don Trez Styles. Tuesdays with Trez coming up. Brought to you by King's Restaurant here on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.